Welcome to Life Church of Mobile's audio podcast. We hope that this teaching will challenge you in any season of life you may be in. Thanks for joining us and enjoy. This series is called Breaking Free, and today we're talking about being energized. Last Sunday night was so powerful. And I want to give you an example of being energized, being energized by the presence of God. And as we gathered in here and we worshiped, man, it was just awesome. And that, listen, I'm telling you, at times, you know, it was, it, was, it was loud and it was powerful and it was contemporary. And then at times we would just, uh, we just got on our face and they just worshiped over us and sang over us. And we worshiped God in His presence for almost two hours. We didn't do anything except worship God. And just, just to edify Him. So Monday, I, I was, Monday and Tuesday, I'm at the office and I, I begin to encounter some people. And uh, four or five people, and they begin to say, Brother Scotty, we are so excited about what God's doing in this house. We're so excited about the worship. We were so, we're so excited. They said, uh, we, want, we want CDs of those songs because we're still learning them and, and we want to sing them all the time. And, and we want to we, we we have this, uh, uh, it's just so awesome. And Brother Scotty, you go for it. We're believing God. We want everything God's got for us in this house. And we don't want to be kept short in any area. But here's the mark. And you say, well, what's so remarkable about that? All of these people that I'm talking about were in their 60s, 70s, and 80s. Amen. She said the rest of us liked it too. But this is, coach, this is, there's a powerful truth here in this. The presence of God and the glory of God, it will keep you fresh. It will keep you, and when you are, when you're in the presence of God, let me tell you, it will keep you open to the move of God. These folks in their 60s, 70s, and 80s are saying, we want to learn these new songs, and I can't wait to get them, and boy, I wish we had CDs, and, and we can't wait, and then we can't wait for the next one. And we're going to have us the next one, too. Energized by the presence of God. Energized by, by worshiping Him. By laying ourselves at His feet. But let me tell you something, younger generations... You can learn something from what I just told you and from watching these senior generations. You want to stay young? You want to stay energized? You want to stay full of God? You want your life to stay vibrant and connected? Watch these folks as they worship God, as they embrace the things that God is doing, and as they say yes to the things of God, that same Spirit that has kept them young will keep you and me young as we get into our 60s and into our 70s and into our 80s. There is an energy that comes from worshiping God and being open to the things of God and saying yes to Him. Don't miss what you need to learn. I told Susan, I said, my God, what a church. I said, after what we had last Sunday night, man, and it was cutting edge and it was, it was out there, I said, most preachers would be hiding, thinking, man, they're going to be laying in wait for me, saying, what are you doing up in there? Instead of that, they're like, bring it on, Brother Scott. Bring it on, worship team. We want more of this. Glory to God. We can't wait to see where God is taking us next. You know, we need to learn also as we embrace these things and as God does great things, we learn to linger in His presence at times. 
Sometimes we miss that. Let me tell you how most Americans are. Most people, but especially in America. Five seconds of silence in a worship, and they are they're, they don't they don't know how to they don't know how to linger in the presence of God. They don't know how to hear God. They they don't they don't spend any time allowing God to speak to them. Y'all love me today. I'm telling you the truth. There are times when we need to hear God speak to us. How are we going to hear God speak if we don't ever shut up? How's God going to speak in a church if there's never a place for Him to speak? If we've got it all planned out. And I'm not saying God can't give you something ahead of time. Of course He can. But what I am saying is, as we linger in the presence of God, and that worship comes in at times like a mighty river, and the currents flow, and I mean, man... We're running all over this place and we're singing and we're shouting. And then suddenly it begins to ebb and, and then it, and it gets quiet and then God begins to speak. And truth begins to rise in our heart. And suddenly love gets ministered or healing gets ministered. Or, 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 or break, breaking free gets ministered or, or shackles begin to fall off. God begins to flow and He begins to move and He begins to minister. You know, as I was saying, this is a great place to get energized. It's a great place to help stay young. And so watch the senior saints as you do that. But you know, this is not in your notes, but in in Romans chapter 12, there's a word that I want to leave with you today. Verse 14 says, bless and do not curse. Everybody say bless Bless. and do not curse. One of the things that will rob you of your energy, that, and we're all energized. When you have God living on the inside of you, you are energized. There's an energy that goes with that. But one of the, thing, one of the things that is the greatest energy thief of our day is the wrong focus and doing, focusing on the wrong things and then we begin to release the wrong things. We need to be people who bless and do not curse. And when I'm talking about blessing and, and not cursing, I'm not just talking about other people, although that's part of it. I'm talking about you, yourself. Amen. You need to bless yourself. It becomes so easy to get caught up in the way things are. Or in, you know, in a report, for instance, let me, let me just give you an example. This past week, it, it really kind of made me mad uh, I started seeing this report come across my desk about uh, on, my, on the computer about the happiest and the and, and the states that are not the happiest. And what they said was that the bottom of the happiest states, the the least happy states, states that were the unhappiest. I'll get it out in a minute. Were Ohio, Alabama, and Mississippi. So I said. They, that, Alabama, Mississippi, that's two of the happiest places in my life. So my first reaction was, they said, who are they? Who, who are they? Because you know what? Here's what happens. Somebody puts something like that out. And then people read it. And then they're like, well, I guess I ought to be depressed. I guess, well, this is a sad state, so I guess I'm living in a sad state. They buy into it. And I thought, wait a minute. 
you know, I didn't see anything about a survey or anything on there. Any of you get called to see if you were happy? I didn't. They didn't call me. They didn't call any of us. As far as I know, I hadn't run into a person yet that they've called. So I thought, I'm just going to release my own report. Happy is the people whose God is the Lord. (laughs) Paul said, I have learned whatever state I'm in, therewith to be content. Amen. Ain't nothing but a sunshine pumper in this house. But not only that, let me tell you what really it ticked me off. So it said, the, the saddest states, the people that are unhappiest are Ohio, Alabama, and Mississippi. But then they said, the happiest states, the people that, that, we, that, that we think are the happiest are in the states of North Dakota and South Dakota. So, uh, so this morning, I, I'll get to you in a minute. I'll get to you in a minute. <laughs> Amen. So this morning, I got up and I thought, hmm, it's about 65 degrees right now. Yeah. Sunshine. Yeah. Glory to God. Yeah. I'm on my way to have church with the greatest people in all the world. Yeah. See their smiling faces. Watch the glory of God flow through them. Watch the gifts of God stir them up. Watch all this happen. This is awesome. And they're trying to tell me Alabama's not one of the happiest states, but they're telling me North Dakota is. So I said, I know a city in North Dakota. Let me just pull one up. Fargo, North Dakota. So I just typed it in. When I got over here at the 830 service this morning, it was 11 degrees below zero in Fargo, (laughs) North Dakota. It felt like 30 below zero in Fargo, North Dakota. The high in Fargo, North Dakota today was two degrees below zero. The low tonight was 21 below. It's going to be 21 below zero. And I'm like, I tell you what you can do with your survey. You can, you can type in my name. And you can see a picture of me smiling coming over here to service. And you can say, folks, let me tell you, I don't know where you're getting your facts. I don't know where you're getting your stuff from. But I got news for you. I am happy. I am joyous. I am full of the joy of God. God's presence is in my life. God is good to me. You know why? Because I am focused on the good things of God. I'm glad I didn't have to go to church. It was 30 below zero. Brother Doug, glory be to God. I've got news. I've got a smile on my face. Smile at your neighbor right now and say, I'm happy. happy. I know some of you may be from North Dakota and South Dakota. I love you. If you can be happy there, that's fine. Be happy there. But I've got news for you. The main thing that determines our happiness and our energy level is not where we live and every, 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 all the things about the circumstances that somebody out there decided was going to make us happy or sad or not. It is where our focus is. And I got news. I am focused on him. Elijah in 1 Kings 19, he had just said, I'm sorry, I forgot you. Stand up. Yes, ma'am. Okay. I just came back from uh, Orange Beach and there was a 400 people from Wisconsin. They were saying, ready to go back home <laughs> this weekend. 
Amen. Glory be to God, brother. I tell you what, at, at the mouth of two or three, let everything be established. But in, in, a, in, in 1 Kings, Elijah, he had had a great victory. And in the midst of that great victory, Jezebel threatened his life. And the Bible says that when Elijah saw that, he slipped into depression. He slipped into great fear and he lost his energy. He was absolutely exhausted and wore out because he started looking at the wrong thing. And then when you start looking at the wrong thing, let me tell you this, it's not long before you start saying the wrong thing. Hear me? You start looking at the wrong thing, and then the next thing that happens is you start saying the wrong thing. And the Bible says, bless and curse not. Now, I know some of you may have gotten reports, and I've gotten reports too. And I understand, I'm not saying we need to be somebody who doesn't live in reality, but my reality is based on the Word of God. Negative focus is draining. When you begin to look at the wrong thing, what you're doing is, what I'm doing is, I'm focusing on something that is not going to give anything back to me, it's only going to take away. See, when I worship God, I suddenly begin to focus on the big God, the awesome God, the glorious God, the God who can do anything, the God who offers debt cancellation, the God who makes a way where there is no way. I suddenly begin to focus on Him, and then when I begin to focus on Him, guess what? Out of my mouth begins to come blessing and not cursing. Because as I worship Bobby, he gives, he gives back. Amen. He gives back. It's energizing. Negative focus will rob you of your joy. Amen. And joy is your strength. It's your defense. It's a force. It's a rock. It's a hedge. It's a gift from God. Don't waste your strength fighting the wrong opposition. Use your faith and energy to increase your dominion, your influence. Not trying to diminish and put down others. Put down has become the norm. That's how you're cool. Is if you can really eloquently put somebody down. Tell somebody off. You've, how many of you have heard of this new app called Yik Yak? Some of that stuff has gotten in some schools and I, I saw it. I, I didn't know anything about it. But what it did was it allowed you to anonymously send people a text and talk bad about them. Yeah. And they had some kids that were just hurt and and humility, we got, we got youngsters committing suicide in our day and in our hour because of the uh, uh, things that people say about them. And so they got into this. And you know, God took that thing and turned it around in that uh, uh, one of our teachers at Faith Academy, her class decided they heard about this. And so they decided, you know what we're going to do? Instead of sending out negative, anonymous, Miss Bergman's class, I believe, started it. They said, instead of sending out yik-yak and all these bad things about people, we're going to go in our room and we're going to post all the good things that God says about us. Amen. And so they started posting them on their wall and then look what happened. 
the rest of the school got a hold of it. And they decided, forget just the classrooms. We're going up and down the halls. And we're going to post the scripture and the word of God. And we're going to declare what God says about you. You can do all things through Christ who is your strength. You are the head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. You are blessed and you are not cursed. And they begin to rise up. And so what the enemy meant for good was turned around to blessing. And guess what? There's energy right there. Man, you walk down that hall and suddenly you realize, if God is for me, read that, and who can be against me? In all these things, we are more than conquerors through Him that loved us. You want to listen? Some of you need to write. Don't you hear this? I'm saying it, and this energy's rising up on the inside of me because God took it and turned it around to bring great honor and blessing. And I'm going to close with just a few scriptures. Listen to this. Proverbs eleven nine says, "A hypocrite with his mouth destroyeth his neighbor." But through knowledge shall the just be delivered. A wholesome tongue, listen, a wholesome tongue is a tree of life. But perverseness therein is a breach of the Spirit. Listen to Proverbs 15.4. Death, that is destruction and ruin, and life, sustenance and maintenance are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Amen. Listen to this, Proverbs 17, 4. Concerning the works of men, by the word of thy lips, I have kept me from the paths of the destroyer. Amen. Folks, if you want to have a life that is energized and renewed on a daily basis, stay in His presence, and then out of His presence, allow the words of your mouth to be directed by what God says about you and not what everybody else says about you. Now, I want to take this one step farther, and we're going to go home. Some of us, and this is something God has had me doing lately, is instead of cursing parts of my body, to start blessing parts of my body. Brother Scotty, what are you talking about? Well, you know, you can, get an, you can get a bad report. And then the next thing you know, you get a bad report. And then the next thing you know, you start repeating it. Well, they said this and they said that. Yeah, I know it. And it looks like this and it looks like that. You know, I'm not as young as I used to be. Boy, that's a revelation. I got a revelation for you. Everybody in here, you're not as young as you used to be. You're, you're a little older than you were five seconds ago. So what? Or I can begin to rise up and say, you know what? I am not going to start doing that. I am going to start blessing those parts of my body that I have not gotten a good report about. And you know what the Holy Spirit spoke to me this week? He said, put your hands on parts of your body that you're believing for and just start saying, I bless you. And so I began, the Holy Spirit, Bobby, began to stir in me said, son, start blessing. Instead of saying the way things are, just start blessing. Start, you know, start, start laying hands on yourself. I don't have anybody lay hands on me. Lay hands on yourself. Amen. And begin to speak blessing and life over yourself, over all the things that you're believing God for. But begin to bless and curse not. 
And as you focus on that, I believe that you're going to see the power of God revealed in greater measure. We're going to see an energy that comes because, listen, folks, when you start just saying the way things are and you start repeating every report and you start looking at the bad, the next thing you know, you'll be like Elijah. You'll be under that juniper tree. You'll be depressed. You'll be ready to quit. You'll be ready to give up. But we are to bless and to curse not. Now, now we're going to... We're going to take just a minute and we're going to do it. If you are physically dealing with some stuff anywhere in your body today that you need blessing, stand up. Now, put your hand there on that part, if you can. Now, there may be some that it might be a little more private for you, and, and that's fine. You can just, but you know what I've decided I'm going to do? One of the things, one of the, you know, I keep adding to my list of things that I do every day. Every, every morning I'm up and I'm like, Holy Spirit, may the eyes of my understanding be enlightened. Thank you for revelation. And I go through all that and I love my papa daddy and I do all that. But then also throughout the day and as I rise, I begin to bless parts of my body. When something comes against me, what I'm going to do is I'm going to actively engage myself in doing what the Word of God says. Bless and curse not. So take your hand and put it where you need it on your body right now, where you need that place. And say right now, in Jesus' name. name. Now call that body part. Mouth or knee or head or eyes or uh, in the name of Jesus, I bless you. You are restored. Let's say it. You are restored. You are renewed. You are re-energized. You are blessed. And I will bless you. I will speak blessing over you every day. You will improve. You will get better. You will reflect the life of God. Say it again. You will reflect the life of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, here's the thing. Don't just do that in church. Do it. You can be seated. Do it every day. Do it in your life. Do it. Make it a regular thing that you do. And you say, oh, Brother Scotty, it's just words. Let me tell you, what did you just see? I remember Sister Herminia years ago when she hadn't been in the church long. She had such severe back problems that they had to bring her in here and lay her right over there on a mattress every Sunday in order for her to come. She couldn't get up. And you know what the Lord told her one time? I'll never forget this. She ended up, as as you well know, she's in her 70s now and she's on the mission field in Liberia today. Remember what I told you about these... About this generation, you need to learn something from them and you need to watch them. You need to get, get a hold of some of these things they're walking in. But you know what she said? She was teaching one Sunday and she said she was thinking about this part of her body was wore out and that part of her body was wore out. And you know what the Lord told her? He said, I made you and I made a lot of spare parts. I got plenty. I'll take care of it. 
That means God's got spare knee. That means he's got elbow. He's got joints. He's got teeth. He's got eyes. I believe in God that I'm going to be able to walk out of these things and not even need them to preach to y'all anymore. And somebody said, why are you doing that? You can get back because I want God's best. I want God's ultimate for my life. I want everything that God has for me. I want to walk in it all, coach. I'm here to tell you, I don't have all the revelation I need. That's why I'm believing for more every day, every day, every day, every day. Bring it on, Lord. Bring it on. Bring it on. I want everything you've got for me. But what happens is we begin to focus. Oh, saints, we get hurt. And rather than focusing on increasing our dominion and our authority, we start focusing on how we can diminish somebody else. And anytime you start doing that, you're going to have a loss of energy. You're going to have a loss of faith. Let me tell you what, I'm not worried about what anybody else is doing. I'm not worried about what anybody else is out there saying. I am only focusing on what God wants to do in my life, where He wants to take me. And I got, you know how the Lord said it to me? He said, son, you don't have to put somebody else down for me to get you where you need to go. You don't have to diminish somebody else and tear somebody else down. If you're doing it that way, you're not doing it God's way. Joseph got where he got. He got promotion after promotion, not by tearing other people down, but by believing that in the midst of adverse circumstances, that he was a blessed man, that everything he put his hand to do, he was prospering, and he was successful, and God raised him up, not because he was using his authority to tear somebody else down, but because he was believing and standing in faith that God had a plan for his life that no man could stop. Somebody say that's good preaching, Brother Scott. And I'm going to tell you what, blessing not only starts, not only for others, it starts with us. Start blessing yourself. Stop cursing yourself. Stop doing that. And I'm not saying that you can't, I'm not saying that you don't deal with reality and that you live in fantasy land, but what I am saying is the Bible says we are blessed and not cursed. It says, that's right, the blessing of Abraham. Has, we are the seed of Abraham. And His blessing rests on us. And I thank God for the energy that comes when you begin to bless and curse not. Thanks again for listening to Live Church of Mobile's podcast. Our services are held on Sundays at 8.30 and 10.30 a.m. If you would like to find out more about our church, you can visit us at livechurchmobile.com.